Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across me here is Bad Boy Daniel. Hello, hello. That's right. Today we are talking the new Bad Boys for Life, starring Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Was it worth the 17-year wait? We'll let you know. This is going to be a fun episode, Daniel. We've got a guest coming in in a little bit, mm-hmm. who is a, what do you want to say, Bad Boy expert? Bad boy Let's just say he's Bad seen the movies fan. a lot more than we have. That make that's good. I hope so. <laughs> All right, everybody, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's go bust some punks. Yeah, bad boys, bad boys. Insert audio track here. Well, Daniel, why don't we save? Um, Introducing the beer of the week for when the guest arrives. And for now, why don't we just jump right into movie news here? Okay. Well then. So this week in movie news, we've got a a few little things first and a couple bigger things. So I'm going to start out with uh, something that came out is the Witcher, Netflix's The Witcher TV show has become their most viewed first season ever. Even surpassing Stranger Things. Whoa. Which is pretty crazy, because Stranger Things was like worldwide phenomenal. Well, that, but that also, like, yeah, again, took off, became a cult classic, and then the next season was, boom, huger yeah. than ever. Exactly. Same with the third. So it's pretty cool. crazy that, like, right out of the gate, like, Witcher just well, we took over. To do an episode on this. And... Yeah, I know. I've still only watched the first episode, because I haven't had time to really get back into it, because, you know, there's a few other Netflix shows that I'm trying to catch up with, and they're all an hour long, so takes a minute all right well next we also have netflix related news is that uh, netflix acquired the international rights to stream the studio ghibli films which have previously not even been able to purchase digitally and they just recently were like putting the rights on the market so netflix has the international rights and hbo max is going to have the u.s rights so unfortunately, if I wanted access to watch these whenever I wanted, I'd have to get a new subscription service instead of Netflix, which I already have, which is a damn shame. I mean, Studio Ghibli, I mean, Spirited Away, Jordan, you watch that one. You yep. know, the Disney of Japan is what people call it. So it's definitely cool for fans to be able to stream them for the first time. It's just in the U.S., you're going to have to get a new streaming service. Okay, so next, uh, they had they announced this past week since we last recorded uh, who was going to be singing the No Time to Die Bond theme song? Oh, did they? I, I missed that one. And this is very divisive because they announced that the young artist Billie Eilis is going to sing the Bond theme song. She's the the kind of emo-looking girl who sings Bad Guy. No idea. <laughs> well, she's 17, I think. 17 or 18. She's really, really young. Well, And this is met with like people being like, well, I hate her music. Or, you know, you know just... You know, uh, you could still put out like a like even if she's like heavy into like the rap and that kind of stuff, she could still sing a really good slow. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, well, I mean, I who, do- who knows? Well, I I- mean, Adele raised the bar very high, so good luck to you. Uh, what's his name from uh, the last movie? Didn't live up to it. Oh yeah, I don't remember. I don't, don't even remember his name. <laughs> I don't even know the Spectre themes. I haven't even watched Skyfall. Nobody, I've heard the Skyfall. Nobody theme knows song. the uh, Spectre themes. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like we've had good bond theme songs we've had bad bond theme songs like 
I'm not going to say one way or the other. Like, I don't listen to her music, but I don't expect a Bond theme song to sound like a Billie Eilish track. She's very, like, hip-hop. I don't, I don't know what to call it. Maybe I'm out of touch already. 26 and out of touch. But, yeah, so this met with people being like, I hate this, or good for her. I'm like, eh, she's a young artist. This is pretty big get for someone who's, like, eight, 17 or 18. So we'll see what happens. I guess I'll just say, we'll see. It'll I'm be just good or it won't. <laughs> I'm like, a bad Bond theme song isn't going to ruin the movie-going experience. No. But if the movie's bad, then that that's what ruins it. <laughs> okay. And then the last thing I have on movie news is something pretty big, but Disney announced that they're rebranding 20th Century Fox and 20th, or, uh, Fox's Searchlight, Searchlight Pictures. And they're going to be rebranded to just Century Stu- or 20th Century Studios and then Searchlight Pictures. So just pretty much dropping the Fox name. Bought out the competition to drive it into the ground. So, yeah, I mean, like, and I guess the logos are going to essentially look exactly the same, just without the Fox name in them. Hmm. We'll see. So it's just like, I mean... Yeah, which is kind of weird. And they still unannounced of what they're going to do about, like, the Fox TV station. Like, whether that's going to be rebanded or if it's going to stay Fox. That's kind of interesting. People call it, you know, an end of an era because, you know, Fox, you know, was a huge player in movies for a long time. And now the name is kind of gone. Well, yeah. I remember meeting Norm, the Fox 49 guy back in the day. Really? (laughs) Yeah, at a train station. Oh. (laughs) He was doing some autographs. like... I think I was in eighth grade or something, and we like swarmed him and like, hey, autograph, autograph. <laughs> I think somewhere I still have it too. Nice. But yeah, he said he was like super honored. Like, this is so cool. Like, I never get this kind of recognition. That's awesome. <laughs> but everyone's like, it's Norm, the Fox 49 guy. <laughs> Might have been a little before your time. Probably. But yeah, it was just, yeah, I don't know. He was like the Ryan Seacrest of like Fox afternoon tv shows i guess i don't know <laughs> that's i don't know i will subscribe him. Yeah. he's just like a very famous host yep <laughs> like a ryan seacrest but yeah lo- local around the area no clue if he's still around here what he's doing now no clue <laughs> hmm. i don't know well that's awesome i didn't know that but yeah so it's kind of kind of a big deal but people said that it kind of made sense if disney's you know you know if it's rebranding or just wants coherent you know you want to Get rid of the Fox name, I guess. Yep. Any other good things in the news? Uh, well, Jordan, you did mention... I hadn't heard about this until you uh, mentioned it, but well, what you're telling about it was really interesting that I guess Mark Ruffalo was announced to be in an HBO series. Miniseries. Miniseries yeah. called I Know This Much Is True. And where he what he plays two versions himself. He's going to be playing twin brothers. Okay. And what's fascinating about this is he recorded like he did like 15 or something weeks of recording as one of the brothers took a month and a half off to put on weight to play the ex the next brother. And, you know, I don't know how many weeks, maybe another 15 weeks recorded as the other brother. So it's going to be very cool to see those two different versions of Ruffalo on screen interacting with each other. Man, I can only imagine reshoots for something that would be a bitch. Like if he got gained the weight and be like, oh, we need the skinny brother. Uh oh. Well. It's yeah, it's one of those things like gotta get it right, otherwise, oops. Yeah, <laughs> the first time, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, and for all we know, like maybe there's not too many scenes where they interact with each other, but I don't know. I have no idea. I just thought that was very interesting that shot as one brother, put on weight to play the other, and shot that brother. It was kind of cool. 
So yeah, we'll we'll see. That that could be very interesting to watch. Yeah, I know. I just wish I had an HBO subscription. Is that it for news this week? That is all I have for news. All right. Well, let's move on here, Daniel, to other things we've seen. I've got at least one really good one. I've got the uh, that Netflix cartoon that we talked about last week. I lost my body. Right, which I did watch that as well earlier this week. And then I have one more after that. Okay. Well, why don't we just get into I Lost My Body here. Um, I thought it was a pretty cool uh, cartoon, to be honest. What I liked about it is you're seeing two different stories happening at the same time. You've got the hand that's exploring, trying to find its way back. Then you've got things you know, when he was attached to the body. So you're seeing that, that boy's story and the hand's story. and it just it, it was just very interesting, very cool animation. I love just seeing everything from the point of view of the hand. Like every time we were mm-hmm. we were with the hand, I just loved it. Yeah, just everything like from when it started off with him just on the hospital floor, crawling around, just trying to figure out what's going on, to his escape from the hospital, the interactions with like the pigeon, just everything from his point of view was just so cool. I know it was very, yeah, it was very weird to watch. Like it was, it felt very anime while not actually being like an anime sort of uh, film, but. The yeah, I mean it's a full length feature film, and the the art style I don't know how to describe it. Like it's very looks kind of like very painted. I guess I'm not sure how to really describe. It. It's very unique for like as soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like this looks different. Whether like the story's good or not, I think I'd be able to sit down and just enjoy the animation yeah. style. Very, yeah, it was good, but I mean I overall I just enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, just different. You know, I think that's what I appreciate about it most. It's just something different. <laughs> Something different, a little melancholy tone to it at times, but it's still, I don't know. It was like a perfect winter movie to just sit down, cut up on the couch when it's raining outside, and just to check out. All right, so pop quiz. Which hand was it? Well, I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, isn't it his right hand? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think one of my favorite parts, too, and I hope this isn't giving too much away because I really don't want to give anything away is when it's in the subway system and comes across rats, it finds the lighter and lights the lighter, scaring the rats away so it can make a, it can make its own getaway. Yeah. Just things like that were just so cool. I know. You so just, watching it bounce from one place to the next. I know. It's very... I don't know. It was just very cool. You're right. It's just... It's hard to describe it without, like, spoiling, like, the fun animations about it. But it is very cool. I definitely would recommend if you like animation, if you like something like a little bit leans a little more anime, but it's just a weird concept, I guess. Yeah. But it's streaming on Netflix, so I'd say check it out. It's up for uh, best animated feature, too. Yeah. So check it out. If you got Netflix, see it. Heck yeah. All right, Daniel, what else did you see this week? So I actually went and saw a anime movie that was released in theaters this past week called Weathering With You, which, if I can look up the name, which, oh my god. Okay, so this director's name, Makato Shinkai, I hope. I hope that's his name. I'm sorry if it's not, but hey, they... This director also put out a movie last that came to the U.S. last year called Your Name, which was also critically acclaimed. So, you know, and I'm definitely one, like, I'm 26. I enjoy anime and, like, the art style. And that's really one of the only mediums currently that you can get really, really good 2D animation. So watching this, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. I just know the name attached. So I'm like, okay, well, then I'll 
And I'll that, check that, that was out. one thing I liked about I Lost My Body is I was just enjoyed going back to 2D animation. Again, it was just something different. Yeah. So this is like more tr- like more traditional 2D animation. Uh, but it was still very good looking. There was like, it's raining. It's all stormy and raining constantly in the movie. And there was just like a storm scene that just like caught my eye. I just see the rain, like focusing on the rain hitting the sidewalk and just all the little waters just splashing everywhere. Like there were a lot of moments where I was just like, wow, like this is, this is hand animated and it's awesome. I mean, it's like the story itself was a little weird. It's very melancholy. Again, like it's a perfect movie, a winter movie. It's just like, it was raining outside when I went to go see it and it felt like perfect for the mood. It was, it was fun. It was lighthearted or not lighthearted. It was melancholy, had lighthearted moments. Um, and my girlfriend went to see it with me and she said she really liked it too. So if that helps anybody get the girlfriend approval, I know who's someone who's not super into anime, but has like a few that she's into. Where was this playing at the town center down the street? Yeah, it was playing at the town center. Cool. I don't know how long it's going to be playing, but yeah, they had, they had some special screenings like Thursday and Friday. And I think they're having like an actual like run at least for a few more weeks, mm-hmm. but definitely worth a check out if you're into anime or if you just love sweet 2d animation, the visuals are incredible. Nice. Well, cool. All right. Well, I think that's it for other movies we saw this week. Let's uh, we'll take a quick pause here, and we'll be back here with our guest. All right. Well, our movie on tap this week is Bad Boys for Life, starring Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. We got a guest with us. Let's introduce our guest here. We have got Daniel here, who I have known since, gosh, how long have we known each other? Oh, man, like, I think we met in... Fourth grade, maybe? Yeah, 94, 95. Dang, since about the time Bad Boys 1 came yeah, out. Yeah, right about <laughs> that, 25 years. Jeez. Jesus. Wow. It's Actually, a long time barely been alive that long known both of you about the same equally <laughs> yeah well both daniel's known them the same amount of time so i think for a sec do you, you want to go by chops you go by chops sometimes i do go by chops all right so. we'll call you chops and we'll, so we don't get the daniels confused here Sounds well like welcome plan. to the podcast thanks for having me guys yeah, yeah this is i gotta say this is just a fun weekend going and seeing this um yeah again daniel and i've known each other for years we went with one of our buddies that we've known for years too and it was just fun because like i think the three of us have been out Quite a while. Real life makes it hard to get together anymore. Yep. All right. Well, before we start here, let's introduce our beer of the week here. Uh, we have got, it was my week to bring something in. I got Dogfish Head. I brought in their 120 minutes IPA. Sitting at a 15.3%. Jesus. It's 120 minutes before you get arrested if you drink a six pack. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's a story between, but behind the minutes on the beer. It is, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's either 120 minutes from the time that the hops go into the beer that the beer's done, or 120 minutes that the hops are actually in the beer before they move to the next process. Oh my God, I can smell it from here. (laughs) I 
forget exactly what the story behind it is, but Dogfish Head has a 60-minute IPA. They also have a 90-minute IPA, and then they have the 120-minute double IPA. Ooh, I'm just smelling it right now. Just the scent is strong. Yeah, All right, well, a, here we go. I had a double IPA for the weekend. I was just like, whoa. Oh, that is strong, but tasty. Ugh, wow. <laughs> That's intense. Well, I got some other beers for afterwards, too, because I only bought one bottle of that stuff. It's probably for the... That's on the safe side. Air of caution. Okay, well, let's start talking some bad boys. I'm actually excited about this. So what we usually do is first we'll give everybody like our kind of going in thoughts, like kind of what our relationship is with a franchise or how much we're looking forward to it. And then we give kind of our general thoughts. I'll, I'll kick it off here. So going in. So, yeah, the first one came, first one of these came out in, what, 1995? Second one in 2003? Yeah. And I saw, I remember seeing the first one, like, right before the second one came out, and then saw the second one in theaters, which might have been with you and Tyler also. Yeah, I believe it was. And, yeah, I, I haven't seen them since. Not that they were bad movies, but I just didn't get around to rewatching them very much. I, I enjoyed them, but just didn't get around to it. Fast forward, putting out a new one. And, yeah, at first I always get kind of nervous about these things. Like, oh, gosh, it's been 15-plus years. Like, this... Kind of makes me nervous here. Sequel. But yeah, so a little skeptical at first, but I got to say they put out the trailers a few months ago and I was like, hey, that actually doesn't look too bad. Doesn't necessarily look like amazing, but it doesn't look bad by any stretch. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say the closer we got to seeing it, the more excited I started to get. And lo and behold, I got to say, I probably liked this better than I should have, but I had a good time. Maybe it's just because yeah, it was fun going with you guys out and watching it, but I really enjoyed myself and had a good time. I mean... You can tell Michael Bay's missing from it, mm-hmm. besides, yeah, besides his little cameo that. they had in it. But you can tell Michael Bay is definitely missing from it. However, there was still a lot of good, fun moments throughout. And I would actually would hope, if they do do a fourth one like they're talking about, that they do bring Bay back. Because I definitely missed his Bayness, especially in some of the action sequences. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, Chops, would you like to uh, yeah just talk about your history of the franchise and kind of your general thoughts or you know your thoughts going in and what you thought of it? Yeah, so this is one of my uh, I don't know if I'd classify it as a favorite franchise, but I love this franchise. I own both movies. I watch them all the time. Unlike Jordan, I have seen them probably over a hundred times each, I would, I would say like, I could pretty much recite the entire movie. This is your Lord of the Rings in other words. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I I could pretty much recite the movies front to back without thinking about it. I didn't know you're that good of an expert. Wow. Uh, that's like me and home. So I, I had some, some high expectations. You, you kind of try, like Jordan was saying, you kind of try and curb those expectations because it is a sequel. It is X amount of years later you never know what you're going to get, but I was really excited. I've been actually wanting them to make this movie for 10 plus years now. Well, I'm surprised it took them this long. Like, I'm really surprised they didn't put one of these out like every five years. Yeah. Honestly. Like, this should be Bad Boy 6 by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, just think... surprised, I'm surprised it didn't kind of kick off and become its own Fast and Furious franchise in a way. Like, yeah, it's the kinda, Miami Cop franchise. It's kind of shocking that it didn't. But I was really excited going in. Um, and I, I think for the most part, there's definitely some things that I, like Jordan said, you could tell that Michael Bay is missing. There's good action scenes, uh, maybe not so many car chases, that kind of thing that you get in both of the first movies. 
Um, there's no freeway but, scene from Bad Boys too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but they they did a good job maintaining the relationship with Martin and Mike, and not losing, not making it feel forced. So I was I was overall I, I think I was them very having chemistry happy. was very big. Yeah. And, and that, that's one of my favorite things about this franchise is the chemistry between them and the, the play that they get off of each other. Um, but yeah, so I was overall, I was very impressed with it. I was very pleased with it. I'm extremely happy that it finally happened. So Okay. All right. So Daniel, what's kind of, what's your history with this franchise and what were kind of your thoughts going in and what you're kind of you know, think of the movie overall? Okay. So for me, this is the first bad boy movies I've ever seen. Uh, I know. I'm like, I didn't re- I didn't watch the first two because I'm like, well, I mean, I didn't really think it was probably going to be necessary because I doubt like it was necessary to the story to have seen the first two. And I, I think I've maybe seen the second like bits and pieces of the second one on TV, which then you get the edited, dumbed down version, especially since it's rated R movies. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't like super excited going into this because like this is not my nostalgics. The first one came out in '95 when I was one. The second one came out in 2003 when I was like nine, eight or nine. So these were not movies that I grew up. With. <laughs> so going into this, I'm like, all right, well we'll see, we'll see. I'll just... These aren't the Bay films of your generation. No, your, unfortunately, is... my Michael Bay was Transformers, <laughs> um, and I still don't like those movies. <laughs> but. Yeah, so going into that, I was like, all right, well, let's kind of see what a Bad Boys movie's like, because I'll be interested to see if, like, am I'm still going to enjoy it, because I've heard a lot, like, what carries, like, the first two is just, like, their chemistry between Martin Lawrence and uh, Will Smith, and yeah, you'd, I definitely got a hint of that, like, like, it just, they definitely, like, played off each other really well, and they do seem like very old friends from the get-go of the first one, which felt still organic to me from not even seeing their past relationship, it just still felt right, so credit to that. Yeah, did you go with any friends that hadn't seen it either? No, I was only went with myself. But uh, no, I for the most part I liked it. Like I didn't like absolutely love it, but I feel like if I had the nostalgia and it felt like it was a pretty good movie, so I was. It felt like something that would, I don't know. Like I like I said, I couldn't I couldn't gauge it in the like if it like nails the sequel to like a franchise that a lot of people still love. But it sounds like it did. <laughs> I think overall, yeah. I mean, like I said, it it. Uh wasn't like as far as a mo- well-made movie per se like it was still really really good but it wasn't like great but at the same time i don't know just with their chemistry and stuff i liked it probably better than i should have let's just say it was better than it should have been but yeah it was fun like right right at the bat i mean stuff's happening and i was in <laughs> yeah and they actually apparently they put pulled martin lawrence out of retirement to make this movie yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, his last movie that he made was in 2011. He made Big Mama's house or Big Mama, like Father, like Son. So it's been wait eight years. That's a a third one. Yeah, I didn't know he did it. He third did a one thir- or fourth one. I mean, he made all that comedy money in like 90s, the early 2000s. Early 2000s. Yeah. Well, he was, was all, like early yeah. 2000s all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, 2011 yeah. was the last movie. Bad he put Boys, out, Big so. Mama's House. So he was one of those Black people that Knight. apparently saved his money from his comedy boom and then could actually live off of it. <laughs> oh, that's good. But yeah. yeah, maybe he'll get a Netflix contract soon. Does he have one? Does he have a Netflix one? Mm. I don't think he does. 
I haven't seen it. I don't know. I I missed the guy, though, and it was really fun seeing him again. And I guess his daughter was in this, too. She was somebody at the club. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I I don't know. It's something I read up on later, but yeah, I guess his daughter was in it. A little small part. I don't know if she had lines or not. Yeah, quite the cast, though. You got Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Vanessa Hudgens. Did I say it? Uh Yeah, High School Musical. Yeah, High School Musical. She was she in Sucker Punch and Spring Breakers. Yeah. Um, who else here? Uh, you got Alexander Lug. Jeez, uh, I can't talk. Alexander Ludwig. Uh, he was on. He was in the first Hunger Games. He was the guy that played Dorn. He was a big muscly guy, and he was also in the TV show Vikings. Okay. There was a who was the who was the Rita girl the. That was Paulo. I don't know Nunez? how to say her Nunez? name. I would guess it's pa- uh, Paula. Paula Nunez. Paula Nunez. She was in the Purge TV show and a TV show called The Sun, but she's a pretty renowned, uh, like Spanish actor, Mexican okay. actor. She a lot looks of Mexican familiar. Films. I've probably seen her in something. Okay. Uh, there was. I liked her though. I liked her in um, Mike's Chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I thought they were good. And, of course, we have returning as Captain Howard, Joe Pataliano, <laughs> or as I like to call him, Guido the Killer Pimp. <laughs> He's never going to let that down for me. No. Okay. <laughs> He'll always be Guido the Killer Pimp. And now that Daniel, a month ago, I'd introduced him to Risky Business, and now he knows who the character is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it came in handy because a very like one of the newest episodes of Family Guy had two risky business callbacks in it, and I'm like, really? Oh, I understand. Oh, yeah, I sent them to you. I Wait, think. Did you? Or no, no, no. Sorry, it was maybe that was. I don't know. They had one risky business. Callback. Oh yeah, no. You gotta let me. You gotta let me know what episode this is. <laughs> but, but yeah, no. Guido the Killer Pump. I just know him from hey, it's that one guy from The Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy that betrayed them, Cipher. But overall, you like you enjoy the film. You thought this I did, years later? yeah. Um, like I said, I I went into it with a different mindset because Jordan had asked me if I wanted to be a guest on his podcast. So I went into it with a little bit different mindset as far as like paying a little bit more attention to the story, to the plot lines. So, but I still enjoyed it. And there's there's a few things I can pick apart and say like, oh, this could have been done different. The the missing action with Michael Bay not being in charge. Um, you were saying he directed a scene? Yeah, he did. They got him to direct a scene. Which, I'm like, which scene was that event? I, I, the only thing I can think of that looked Bay-ish was maybe the garage scene. That's kind of what I was thinking, that one. That's the one that came to mind, too. I'll look it Either up. Either that or when they're on the, in the very beginning when they're on their way to the hospital, I could see him being yeah doing that when they're in the Porsche. It's kind of weird. Yeah, because I remember when they brought in um, Quentin Tarantino to be a guest director in Sin City. And when I found out what scene he had done, it just wasn't what I had thought. Mm. He did the scene with the... Maybe Michael Bay directed the scene that he was in, the, the wedding. Which could be, <laughs> yeah. Which I thought that was funny. You think we're about to see a funeral? Yeah, that was that was a... They had a couple of nice little twists in there. Where you think it's going to go one way and then it, it turns and goes a different way. One of the things that I kept thinking of, because I'm like, I'm just so used to like crime dramas and like, there's always like a, like not a double try. What am I trying to think of? Like a betrayal, you know, like betrayal, a betrayal. Yeah. You know, double agent amongst the ranks. I double thought cross. one of the douchey. Yeah. The double cross. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. <laughs> but like, I kept thinking the, uh, the douchey 
guy on their 21 Jump Street team was going to be like a double cross agent. I actually leaned <laughs> over at one point in the movie and told Tyler, I don't trust that guy. I think he's going to double cross. The him. Mario Lopez looking dude? Yeah. His yeah. name was Raffi. His his name is Charles Melton. He's from Riverdale, and he also had a part in American Horror Story. Okay. Oh, really? Nothing either of those. Well, you wouldn't like Riverdale. I <laughs> yeah, probably not. It's know. teen drama at its cringiest. Cringiest. Yeah. yeah. Right. But even with Luke Perry, it's a cringy show. Well, he's not there anymore. Well, not anymore. He was the best character in the show. He was a good character. I actually really love that show. <laughs> I'm so far behind. I quit watching it. Uh, I missed a couple episodes recording on my DVR and quit watching it, but uh, I want to get caught up on it. It was. I a, think it's all on Netflix. It's a. What's the. What is it based off of? It's Jughead. Oh, Archie. Archie. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Uh, it's a <laughs> it's a dark turn or a dark version of Archie. It's not the happy go lucky like the comics make it out to be. Mm-hmm. And so when I when I went into it, I didn't know what I was getting out of it, but I really enjoyed that show. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't Shiloh think it's a show that loves it. <laughs> I don't think it's a show that Jordan would like. Yeah, we'll see. It's a turn your brain off. <laughs> I'm going to stick show. with my original <laughs> 90s 90210 yeah. in season fine. nine right now. Which, man, a little side note, then we'll get back into some bad boys. But, you know, this is a po- we're talking about a Porsche here. So, you know, Dylan's 1956 Speedster Porsche, mm-hmm. which freaking, I love that car. So, he's back now in season nine. He's been gone for three years. He takes the car out of the garage, cleans it up. He's having too many bad memories, flashbacks to the death of his wife being shot in it. So, he sells it. And the guy, he's selling to the guy. The guy's counting his money. He's like, 1100 1150 Here you go. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck? Like, I got 1150 I'll buy that Porsche off you. <laughs> 1150 for that sweet, yeah. sweet sports speedster. <laughs> Sounds about right in the 90s. Oh, gosh. Uh, anyway, that car was a beauty. And the fact that watch this guy buy it off him <laughs> for 1150 I was like, it just crushed me. Because I would like to have bought it for that. <laughs> I would have given him 1200 There you go. <sighs> yeah, it was very disappointing, though. <laughs> anyway, that's my little side note. Go back into some bad boys here. Yeah, so without giving too many spoilers away, yeah, before we go into, we'll go into a spoiler discussion and talk some of the twists and turns in a little bit here. Um, I was trying to think of some other things I just liked about it. Um, again, we, we talked about their chemistry. It was really good still all these years later. Um, I like seeing returning characters like the uh, captain, you know, the police captain and everything. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that Reggie, uh, his his daughter's boyfriend, who that came up in the the past movies. I do the, remember that scene when he opens one. the door and he's yeah. like harassing him at the door. So I, I enjoyed that they kept Reggie around. I thought that was that was pretty good. Um, a couple of other things I really liked about it was just so every movie there's something that Martin Lawrence does to Will's car, and <laughs> in the first movie. They're driving over a bridge, and he's eating French fries, and he <laughs> drops his French fries because he's trying to hold a burger, his French fries, and a drink, and so he drops French fries down between the seat and the console, <laughs> and Mike's like, what are you doing? Like, this is a Porsche. Why are you eating in a Porsche? And he's like, well, I ain't got no cup holders. $50,000 for this car, and you ain't got no cup holders? <laughs> So it was something that got started in the first movie. And then in the second movie, when they're on the freeway scene, uh, he 
is shooting at the bad guys that are in the semi truck and he's shooting and then ducking back in the car, shooting, ducking back in the car. Well, one of the times he does it, he accidentally shoots in the car and he shoots <laughs> through the dashboard of the car. And uh, so then great. a few seasons or a few scenes later, then you get uh, they're in the captain's office and Mike gets a phone call and uh, they tell him that it's 21000 to fix his dashboard. <laughs> and he's like, oh, now you're going to get your money. Somebody's on their way with your money. And then he looks at, at Marcus and Marcus just kind of looks the other direction like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so it was, it was nice to see in the beginning of this movie when they started out with the Ferrari and then Marcus gets out and he slams the door into the fire hydrant. <laughs> it was it was nice to see the continuation of that was funny because after that whole chase scene and everything, car's fine, bang. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now, did the scene get taken out? Because I thought in the trailer, didn't they show them driving through a mall? Yeah. And I saw that I saw that trailer again either today. Uh, yeah, I think it was earlier today. I was watching TV okay. and I saw that trailer I guess come just, up and they were driving through a mall. Yeah, just to re-edit because. So. I, I'm guessing it was from that same chasing because he he uses the same line he uses in the mall. He mm-hmm. used when they were driving on the beach. Yeah. So I was like, oh, weird. Yeah. But yeah. So I, I I kept looking for the mall scene. Yeah, it must have been just a like you said a re-edit so, or something. Apparently, um, DJ Khaled was in this movie. Yeah, he was the butcher. He was yeah. the butcher guy. Okay. Yeah. I recognize him. Like, see, I I guess I didn't recognize him because. Yeah, uh, and you never heard him say another one, <laughs> or his or his own name. Yeah, so he was I like, just... "How are we supposed to know if he doesn't tell us?" Which yeah. is funny because he actually did say his own name, but he said the character's name <laughs> when, uh, when Mike was confronting him about his hundred thousand dollar Tesla sitting outside, and he's like, "I know that you're not just selling pork chops." And he's like, no, I'm legit. I'm clean. See? And he says, I forget the character's name, but he says his own character's Manny. name. Yeah. Manny. Yeah. He's like, I got Manny's meats. He's like, that's that's what I do now. So he still <laughs> said his own name, but it wasn't actually his name. That was pretty name. funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whether they well, did that intentionally Good thing he didn't go not. in the hot wing business, because we all know how he handles those. <laughs> but, okay. That's funny. Yeah. So good cameos then. But yeah, it was, yeah can't wait. we had Michael Bay in there in the wedding. That was pretty funny. Apparently, I, I just looked it up. He directed the wedding. Like, there was a wedding shot where it, like, spins around. Apparently, Michael, that was the shot that he did. Okay. Uh, the scene was the wedding scene. So, not any action scenes, but he did the wedding scene. Interesting. I guess the directors that, uh, the two directors that directed this were both had a cameo. One was in the club scene, and the other one was the one Mike pulls out of his car when they run out of the club. Mm. Oh, Those nice. were the directors of the movie. So some little some tidbits there, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some any scenes that stood out that you enjoyed. I actually, for me, I think it was just the end, which we'll get into when we go into okay. spoilers. But I think for me, the standout was just the ending. There's good funny moments. I mean, I think one of my favorite things was uh, Mike putting the baby in the spa, just trying to do it all quiet like. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. I did like them too after. Okay, this isn't a spoiler because we see in the previews that body falls onto the van, and then we see him later <laughs> still driving it mm-hmm. <laughs> in its condition. Well, and yeah. there's a there's a history there with Mike and 
Marcus's wife, Teresa, too, because Teresa thinks that Mike is the one that's always causing Marcus to get in trouble or to stay away from home and not get his quality time. And so to have Mike drop the baby off in the spa and then leave real quick was it, it was perfect fit, perfectly fitting for the <laughs> right now for the relationship i just watched the first one last week uh for the first time in a while but i didn't get to the second one do they talk about him not getting laid as much in the second one as they do yeah. the first one because holy cow in the first one do they go on and on about his not getting some not getting so, some so <laughs> in the in the very opening scene of the of it's the like, second geez. one they are going after a group of kkk members that are dealing ecstasy Oh, I remember and, seeing that like from a trailer. Just whoosh. Yeah, just, and so uh, everybody's shooting. And, you know, the, the the whole plan goes kaputs, and everybody's shooting, and everybody. Uh, Mike sees this guy coming up behind Marcus, and so Mike runs over, jump like jumps over, and he's like Marcus, and he fires both his guns. Well, one of his they show the travel like through the through the glass jars and through all this stuff and then it's headed over and one of the bullets hits the guy and saves Marcus's life. The other bullet goes through uh Marcus's right butt cheek <laughs> and they show it explode like a little portion of his butt cheek. <laughs> and so then the whole movie, because he's got nerve damage from the bullet, uh he can't he can't get it up. And he can't have sex anymore. Can't get um, that quality time in. And so, uh, okay, because yeah, again, I haven't seen the. F- I mean, they do make 03. a joke in the third one that he just it talks about his buck cheek. So I'm yeah. like, I bet I'm assuming it got some yeah. history. So that's that's where yeah, it came I was. From. I, I figured there's some history with that one too, and I was trying to remember, but yeah, I don't know. It's, and then later, later in the movie, he in the second one, uh, they're in a in a mortuary. And Marcus is doing his usual, like, I'm going to throw up. So he goes to take a drink of, of water while two ecstasy pills had fallen in the glass that he didn't see. So he drinks the water. <laughs> oh, gosh. So then he's high on ecstasy. And then they figure it out. The, they're on the phone with the poison control. And they tell him, just keep him cold, like, keep him in a cold shower. So he's standing in the cold shower. And he's like, Mike. I got an erection. Take me home. I got an erection. <laughs> I, I need to go home. Call Teresa. Tell her I'm on the way. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, a that's since pretty. the second one. The first one, I don't think there's anything about it, but since the second one, it's been a it's been a running joke with the movie. That's, that's pretty, pretty funny. funny. Okay, <laughs> that's hilarious. Nice. I've noticed you chuckled in theaters when um, he's walking around and we see like, just rats on the floor. Was that a callback to the second one? It was. I, I heard you chuckle. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Which I thought they were going to do something with Marcus running into the rats, because Marcus does not like the rats. Uh, that was, again, that so was... I do remember that scene in that side that it was a house they were in in yeah. the second movie. And he's like, just freak, yeah, freaked so, out. Yeah, they were trying to plant wires for in Johnny Tapia's house to figure uh, okay. out what he was up to. <laughs> and uh, they went in as pest control, because they called the pest control people, and so... Mike and Marcus went in undercover as pest control to plant some some phony wires so that they could hear what was going on. And yeah, when they walk in, the guy's like, "What are all these prayers for?" And he's like, "Uh, the cockroaches." And he's like, "Cockroaches." He's like, "No, we got rats." And then Marcus starts freaking out. And then <laughs> like, I thought you're pest control. Uh, <laughs> still, they so they go back to the truck and then yeah, when they're up in the attic uh, where all the rats are. Uh, Marcus is super scared of them and 
freaking out and knocking things over. And yeah, I remember that vaguely. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go see the second one again. They're both on Netflix right now. I'm gonna have to see the second one. I know, just like sounds of it. I'm like, these sound like fun movies. <laughs> I think, <laughs> which oh, I mean, like that's and what, and overall they are. They're fun, but buddy that's, comedies. That's yeah. how I felt about the third. I'm like, this is like, it's not like the best action we've ever seen. But I'm like, this is fun. I don't yeah. know if I'll remember you know, if, anything if, specifically. If they brought Bayback for a fourth one, I think it could be better. Yeah. The, why, why not? And too? I think What's he gonna do? More Daniel, I think uh, if you went and watched, being somebody that hasn't seen the the first two, if you went back and watched them. You'd there'd be things where it something would happen and you'd be like, oh, okay, now that makes more sense. Now that's funnier well, in yeah, this and, movie. You know, and that's great to hear because like it seemed like, like like I said, like for my just like watching the third one and knowing that there's obviously two before it that I've never seen. Like it, their friendship comes like through. It's just like they've been friends for a really long time, gone through a lot of crap with each other, but they also like seem like know each other's it, families. Well, and just like when they make Uncle jokes, Mike, yeah, Uncle when they make jokes during it, I'm like, I figure like it's kind of funny, but I figured that that was probably a callback to one of the other movies. So I'm like, this is a perfect thing to do in a sequel too. That you just like you you know acknowledge that like the other things you know make jokes for the fans who like love the series. Should we yeah. go into spoilers here? Because there's even some spoilers in the beginning of the movie. Why don't we go into some spoilers here and we'll be able to talk about anything we want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome to Spoiler Talk. All right. So yeah, spoilers. So yeah, this whole thing. So I guess the, the premise is, so do we, is that one gal that he supposedly had an affair with back in the day? Do we even see her in the other movies? I don't remember. No, her so at that all. doesn't come up at all. Okay. But that, oh, go ahead. What I well, what I do like about that is Mike is like, yes, they're in Miami, but Mike is such a different it, through all the movies, he's such a different personality than all the other police officers. So it was really cool to see they, they kind of gave you a glimpse into where he got his start and like why he is the way he is why he dresses the way he is why he has the cars he does it kind of gives you a glimpse into that so i really enjoyed that aspect of it but no you don't hear about any of that in any of the previous movies right so that's something i figured was probably in bad boys one which i guess it's not which i guess makes sense because then you get to like add to the lore and like also kind of subvert some expectations that way because it says that this was a case in 1995 i'm like oh so that's the year bad boys one came out so i figured she was like somebody they put away at the end of the first one or something but to think that that kind of like predates bad boys one because they even say like it was right before we like became partners or friends or whatever yeah so i was kind of curious about that because that was one of the things i'm like okay i feel like i'm missing a small thread here but to know that that wasn't even like part of the original one this is interesting to me but i thought it was a really interesting way of tying it in too because yeah i thought it made for a fun story yeah definitely the the fact that he like through all the movies he is just a playboy and not tied down to one girl Almost and fresh prince and right and so <laughs> but then you in this movie you hear him talk about how he there was one woman that he loved and that was so long ago and like never again. So to hear why he is the way he is, I, I thought that was a an interesting story twist. Nice. Well, then we got a few more twists. Uh, I'm trying to think 
One biggest, I guess this as far as surprises go for biggest surprise was uh, our beloved captain getting shot down. Did not see that coming. No, they're not at, a, at all. They're at what a basketball game, and they're walking back to their car, yeah. just chit chatting, talking about what restaurants and food. Yeah, he was inviting just, him over <laughs> to his house for yeah. dinner. He drops, and I'm it's like, like oh, I wasn't I'm like, shit. I was actually kind of shocked. I'm like, that just came out of nowhere. I almost jumped. <laughs> yeah, like, I did I'm jump. Like, I like physically jumped in my chair. It it startled me quite a bit. Uh, I was not expecting that at all. And then I thought they were gonna kind of do the same thing. Where he's, you know, they show him in a hospital bed, whatever, and then they're at his funeral, and I'm like, okay, just straight uh, up, dead. yeah, Guido like, is gone, yeah, no more Guido, dude. No, yeah. I was actually very surprised. I'm just like, like you said, like you know, like you saw the other assassination attempts coming, you know, like on like the different like law enforcements and judges and stuff throughout, like when they were doing that like little like speed run through who they're killing and whatnot. There was no fanfare. I didn't see it coming. Just boom. Just shot through the neck. Done. I was, yes. Yeah, that was crazy. That was nuts. Yeah. I'm trying to think mother- One thing I will say on that is I don't think they really gave enough. He was such an integral part of, this, of the previous two movies. I don't think they really gave enough time to that. They didn't. They didn't after that scene after the funeral and then after Mike and Marcus talking at Marcus's house, they didn't ever go back to that. They didn't ever bring up the captain again. They didn't ever like reference him. So I didn't I didn't like that aspect of it because I feel like he was such an integral part to the story. Or maybe was, a, re- a glass raise when they're at the end when they're talking about the new girl getting the promotion to yeah. captain. Maybe honoring Something. him one last time. Yeah, yeah, something... That would have been kind of nice. I just, I feel like they were like, okay, he's dead, now let's move on. Yeah, because, I mean, from the third one, uh, he felt like he had a bit part, I don't know, like, as far as, like, what he was in the first two, but yeah, he definitely had, like, a bit from, like, oh, he's just a yelly captain that gets people in trouble in in this one, and then he gets shot. Well, and, yeah, not seeing the others, it totally looks like that. Yeah. And, yeah, and the other one's, like, He's the reason. So in the second one, uh, there's a internal investigation, and they're trying to shut down the department that they work for. And he's the reason that, like, he's the one that tells Mike and Marcus, "Go do what you got to do, solve this case before anybody else dies." And okay. so he's always on their side. He's always sticking his neck out there. That was the whole speech about sticking his neck out and. That was not the first time he's given that type of a speech. Did it, didn't sound like it. <laughs> yeah, and so he he was uh he was an important part in the other in all the other movies. Okay. Um, I know. I just like the more and more we're talking about this, Mike. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the first two. I would movies. strongly suggest it. Do I it. have both of them. If you well, I guess if you have Netflix. You yeah, they're on Netflix, Netflix, so I'm probably just gonna check. It's them funny. Out. I was at I'm Best Buy so briefly today, and I, and so al- I. <laughs> almost picked up them on Blu-ray for you. Almost. I mean, now you just, you're going to be able to get a triple I don't even pack. have a blue. Well, I guess my Xbox. I think I got your Xbox One now, Blu-ray. right? I'm yeah. like, I don't even have a, a Blu-ray player. But well, I then I kept the thinking, I'm like, his TV is only 720. Nah. Yeah. It's got to wait. My TV's old. <laughs> Happens. It still works, though. There you go. That's so fine. That's what matters. <laughs> um, Do you have any favorite scenes that you like, though? For me, I think it was all just in the ending. I mean, I did like the, so what was that team called? The ammo, ammo, ammo. yeah. I enjoyed the interactions with them because you know, like, 
I, it's hard to look at uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith as old dogs, but yeah, they're essentially the old dogs. New punk kids are the new team. The yeah. new Twenty One Jump Street. Whatever. I know, I know. When they walked in, like this is ammo. I'm like, oh shit, it's Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> that didn't even occurred to me till yeah, like afterwards. But yeah, uh, but the, I the, I really like the garage scene. I I mean, I thought that was one of the better scenes. Yeah, just the and. Credit to Vanessa Hudgens. I've seen her in a couple other things. Me and my wife watch So You Think You Can Dance, and she's a judge on that show. I can't stand her on that show. She is the most obnoxious person ever. <laughs> I mute it when she talks, or I fast-forward <laughs> through it yeah, if I can. I cannot stand her. So credit to her in this movie. I thought she was one of the breakthrough performances. She had a very small part, but... The acting that she did was superb. I I really enjoyed it. Um, and then the interaction with her in the garage scene with her and Mike, where they haven't had a lot of, you know, they, they just got introduced to each other. They haven't had a lot of interactions with the mm-hmm. team. And the fact that they were able to communicate and get through that garage scene and the fact that Rita, the leader of Ammo, sent her out to follow him i just i i, I enjoyed that whole that whole yeah. sequence uh, that was as i say a lot, a lot of i liked about all this too that kind of goes into this i liked a lot of the old versus new like all right we're gonna go investigate like no 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 we got this drone thing that's gonna fly in and look around yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's moments like that that are pretty funny yeah. i did like their cover-up vehicle though like a taco truck or whatever mm-hmm. or ice cream truck crabby shack crab yeah, shack that, yeah. yes 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 that was awesome <laughs> when they first said the name of it i was like did they steal this vehicle from spongebob <laughs> maybe perhaps but yeah no that that was probably my standout scene too was the garage scene and that was my guess for if Michael Bay did a scene, because I'm like, it felt very Michael Bay. Well, the part that felt and Michael Bayish was him on the, uh, uh, what would you call it? The forklift? No, not No, it was just like on the roller on sliding the roller down. Thing. Oh, on a Shoot. creeper. Yeah, when he was on one yeah. of those shooting, that felt very Michael Bay. And then when he like shoots like the paint can, or whatever the heck that was, that like, mm-hmm. just shoots the color out to like kind of give cool. them cover. Yeah. That's what I'm like. It's very. It was a vacuum. That was that was a pretty cool scene. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the whole building on fire at the end though. Like that stuff was just yeah. awesome. Yeah. And poor Marcus getting cut to cut up by that one lady. <laughs> oh, I know. Like not even a chance. Uh, I also love when Marcus finally put on his glasses, <laughs> and he's like, "It's like HD." Now, coming from somebody who I just got glasses three years ago, and I probably needed them like five years ago. But I've just kind of been squinting my way through. It's fine. It's fine. So uh, when I got a delivery job and I was like, oh, I got to look for addresses. I should probably get glasses. Uh, I finally went and got them. And the first time I, when I got them and I put them on, I said literally that exact sentence. I'm like, wow, everything looks like it's in HD now. <laughs> and so I thought that was really funny. Me to get glasses. I do. Yeah, I do like how he just like makes a bit. He's like, "You can't hit anything. I'm fine." <laughs> Puts it on, then for the final like shootout, he's like landing all of his shots. And I did. Oh, one of the standout moments was for me when they're like driving the motorcycles, and he's in the sidecar, and he's that talk- was funny. And he's talking to uh, Mike's, and he's just like, "Like, I made a promise to God that <laughs> you know I wasn't gonna put violence into the world." He's like, "God gave you this weapon." He's like. He did? Yeah, he did. And he's giving it to you so you can take down back. You just like amps him up and it's like, amen, amen, amen. 
And then he started good. shooting the little minigun. I thought that was hilarious. I do like when he was about to like crash into something. Like, Mike, help. He goes over and like, knocks him. <laughs> so he doesn't. There was some... That was a pretty funny part. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I know. That little motorcycle chasing was also one of my favorites. But uh, any last thoughts before we start wrapping it up here? We got your notes there. Yeah, skinning, skinning, skinning. Well, while he's looking, I am going to say um, another um, uh, public service announcement. Put your fucking phone away, people. <laughs> yes. We're, we're in the theater. Girl right in the seat directly next to me. Every five minutes bringing her phone out and texting. I got in her face a little bit like, hey, you need to put that thing away. And she's like, mind your own business. Like, just pay attention to the screen. I'm like, I can see it on my peripheral vision. It's distracting. You, know, you just need to mind your own business. Yeah, me, me, me. Fucking douchey. I've never had somebody talk back. Oh my gosh. No, she was yeah. like really like so mad that I would even question her or like the audacity, Jordan. Well, she you... had a, a iWatch or whatever thing on too, and she kept looking at that and seeing the time and that would bright light up. Like, oh my gosh, so distracting. I was getting so annoyed with her. And then she finally, like, after talking to her a couple times, I it was I talked to her twice. She was like would still text, but she would like put her phone like next to her, like texting like in between her and her friend. Trying to hope, so I hope I don't see the screen. It's like, why are you She's, here? You're at a fucking movie. You're just checking relax, your watch every man. five minutes. You're texting. Like, why are you even here? Just yeah. leave. I turn my Apple Watch off when I go into the movies, just because if I move my hand a little bit, it brights up and it distracts myself. So I turn <laughs> it off. Yeah. So annoying. Anyway, uh, so the last the last <laughs> couple of things that I had thought was one. In the other movies, people complain that Michael Bay movies don't really maintain the proper sense of time. If that makes sense, like in a sequence, a lot of things happen and they're not necessarily in a chronological order the way it's shot. Uh, so I actually thought that they kind of did that in a couple of sequences. Um, but one, how is baby Marcus so old at the end of this movie? Like, it feels like they don't make it seem like that much time passes, but that baby was brand new at the beginning of the movie. And like a year and a half and old. And then like a year, year and a half old at the yeah. end of the movie. I, I thought and that it, too. I thought he was a little big. At I the didn't end. even think about that, but yeah, because like it seems like when that happens, the interaction happens. Like it feels Maybe like, a couple months have gone by because you know, the girl, well, got, yeah. girl got her they promotion. Did say, but. They did say when, when, from the time that Mike got shot to the time that... He would to the time of the wedding, but they said six months six, later. Six months had gone so at by. least six months had gone by. So I get that, but <laughs> where where the other like eight months go? Right. <laughs> I'm thinking of Marcus dying his goatee while he's in a coma. <laughs> oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> oh, that's uh, so funny. <laughs> no, that, I recognize that. That's Midnight Cocoa Bean. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Uh, and then the other thing that I didn't like about it was all of a sudden at the end. So you have this. You have this contract killer, essentially, who's been knocking off everybody, and then he does whatever his mom says because of his loyalty to family, but then he finds out that Will Smith is actually his father, and then all of a sudden now he's like, okay, after I just kicked your ass, now I'm going to save you, and I'm going to help you save your friend. And that... 
I it don't know. Feels like at that point, like he's probably like in his twenties or something. Never knew who his dad was. Like trained by his, or I don't know who he's trained by, but like obviously, like he's like the assassin. Yeah, you know, he takes out those guys in the beginning, just like no soldier. problem. Yeah, so he's just like I feel like he would need. That was something weird to me. I'm like, yeah, like no, he from how he is and how cold blooded he is, he probably is would have felt fine if he like just shot him because I'm like, yeah, right. that makes sense. But instead, they had a little Martha moment. <laughs> We're just like, you're my dad. Yes, I am. And he says it three times, and he's like, all right, I'm not gonna kill you anymore. Yeah. They're like, oh, all right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Uh... I mean, and then the after credit scene, you see why they did that. Yeah, but and it doesn't seem like they don't introduce enough doubt or like conflict into the character at all until that very moment. If they like introduce more conflict with his like, oh, like I don't want to be killing this, but like, right because he kills like, the other people like no problem. Yeah, but he's like, it sounds like he's oh, just, even when he first shot Mike, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like a tool for his mom to use, I guess. Like I mean, it really did feel like enforcer. a Winter Soldier thing. Like, yeah, she she's Hydra and he's the Winter Soldier. Yeah, it just felt we like they want to kill. If they had showed like a couple things of Marvel, like, Marvel moral conflict, where he's like, I don't want to be killing these people, but I have to. That would have made it a little easier to believe that he wouldn't just kill him, even yeah. though he was his dad. But you know, small, uh, right? Small. We're complaint. we're picking we're picking it <laughs> apart here. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I had, I had a lot of fun with this. I guess if we were to start wrapping it up here, I'll, I guess I'll go first. If I were to grade this out and give it an entertainment level grading, I'm going to say B plus overall. Like, not a perfect movie, but I still had a lot of fun, and I'm going to give it a good pass for, you know, this many years later, a sequel. Right. And I actually, I really do hope they make another one. As far as the entertainment level, I'm going to give it seven half, eight out of 10 for entertainment level-wise. It was still solid. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually agree with all with both of those statements. I think that it was, yeah, maybe not quite an A movie. I think they missed the mark. There was a couple of things from the previous movies that they could have incorporated. I think in certain spots, it was where I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the line, and then it didn't come through. And I was like, yeah, all right. Well, again, but, as far as like kind of missing Bay, it was missing that Bay energy yeah. that he brings to action movies. So it was definitely yeah, missing some of that. I definitely okay. have more of a story, I don't know. though. You saw Six Underground. Did that have any good action? <laughs> yeah, that movie. Like, it's so... some new Netflix movie with Bay, that Bay directed. Uh. It was brutal to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I for as, as far as Bad Boys goes, like I, for someone who's new to it, I still enjoyed myself. It didn't feel like I needed to watch the other two, but I definitely got the sense that I would appreciate a lot more of the jokes because they seem like small callbacks to the other two movies. So, but as far as like just it being standalone, I had a good time. Like it wasn't the best action movie, but it was still a lot of fun. So I give it like a solid B for me because I also don't have the nostalgia attached to it. So, but I had fun and that's more than I can say for a lot of movies we see. So are, so, are, you, are you glad we picked this over Doolittle? Oh yeah. I mean, we weren't going to watch Doolittle anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Bad Boys 3 for me, like, yeah, B, B minus, somewhere around there. Like, it's, like I said, nostalgia isn't there for me, but it was still fun. Uh, I'm so, oh, um, high five to the box office this weekend. It made $60 million over the weekend, which, you know, I expected maybe 25-ish, maybe 30, 60. I'm like, that's pretty solid for a Bad Boys 3 movie, I think. Yeah. All these years later. Definitely. I think it, oh, it went past their original projections. Yeah. Which, yeah, they greenlit a four. So we'll see if they can get to it quicker than 
Hopefully it doesn't take them 17 years. But, you years. know, now that they've got this new team, though, uh, this, you know, the... I keep ammo. 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 I keep <laughs> the name of it. Ammo. should be pretty easy to remember. Now they got ammo. You know, we, we, I guess we didn't talk about that scene at the very end, the mid-credits scene. Oh, yeah. Will Smith goes to a Well, and it'll be interesting up. to see what they do with ammo, because now, the, now Rita's the captain, but ammo got shut down. Oh, that's true. So, I guess I'm just thinking of them as a team, yeah, team wise characters, characters, yeah. But yeah, it would be kind of cool to see. You know, you got Mike and Marcus. I guess they'll take the sun off. I mean, there could be like a big threat up there. The three of them, and then the remainders of ammo. Yeah, so there could there could be something really cool for a fourth one. I think. Yeah, maybe bring Michael Who knows? back. They, you said uh, you're not sure why they didn't turn it into the. You know the Fast and Furious, where they threw another one out every few every few. I'm surprised they didn't do years. that. Well, <laughs> maybe this one did so good. Maybe they're gonna do it now. <laughs> Start throwing them out there. I'll be Dan. I mean, I am do too. Them, do them till they suck. It gets I guess. to it gets to a point in the series where you know that's about how I feel with Fast and Furious is. It gets to the point in the series where like you're just gonna see it because it's part of the series, right? Whether it's a good movie or not. Well, kind of doesn't become the question well, anymore. Well, if, if, if they brought what's his name, who directed most of the Fast Furious? Justin something. Justin Long. Justin no no no. no. Um, I actually don't know the answer to that. I should. He did like four or five of them. He did like the, four of them. I think. Well, I think he came on in like the Fast Five, and then they just uh... look it up here. Justin, Justin Lin. Lin. Yeah, there we go. There you go. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> but yeah, Justin Lin. Yeah, if it'd be kind of cool if they brought him on for this. But I'd be cool if they got Michael Bay again. I mean, I don't hate Michael Bay. I just didn't like the last two, three Transformers. Put it this way: I like the first one and the third one. The other three were donkey shit. There's definitely more. Than and that. I just didn't see them. <laughs> they just looked that bad. I like the second one. I like the first one, the second one, the best. Those ones are good. But I mean, also you have Megan Fox, which can't really go wrong there. No, can't go wrong with the fox. That's no. for sure. Well, right. I think right. that's pretty much it for me, too. Well. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on here. You stick around here for a quick sec. Thanks for coming in and talking to bad boys. Yeah, thank and you yeah, guys isn't for there supposed me. To, speaking Please. of Fast Spirits, isn't there supposed to be a ninth coming out this summer? Is it this summer? I, I think say. so. Yeah, we might just hit the heavy back here in a few months. Yeah. Talk some fast because that is definitely a franchise that I do not know much about. <laughs> no, I've only seen the first six, maybe seven. Uh, again, I'm right there with the Bad Boys franchise. I've seen all of them. Multiple, multiple. The only one that I can agree to, like, yeah, this is quality. Like, I'd watch it over and over is fa- uh, Fast Five. Like, that's the one that I'm like, all right, this shit's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. I still just love them driving a safe around and smashing vehicles with it because I, I love heist movies and that's yeah. what that is it's a heist so i'm in i'm always in for a heist movie <laughs> cool all right well let's do our uh little gambling segment here daniel you got the results from last week uh i'm up here if i could pull you can stick around for this yeah we do a little gamble at the end of the show where we sign the other movie yeah whoever mm. wins gets to sign the loser a movie of their choice so last week we bet on Doolittle. Uh, Jordan bet sixty one percent. I bet fifty percent. Rotten Tomatoes had no score. So I'm just gonna say I'm pretty sure I won because I think it's at eighteen oh, percent. 
Uh, do you little 2020 round tomatoes. Oh, man. I was on a winning streak for a while. Now I'm on a losing streak. Oh, damn, dude. 76%. Are you serious? With the audience score. <laughs> it's 18% with the critics score. <laughs> damn. Which is the one we go off of. All right, Daniel. Will you assign me a movie? 18% sounds uh, not so great. No. No, it looks it looked bad. So I'm gonna guess that that's not your feature movie next week. No, <laughs> no, I don't even know what we're doing next week. It's probably the gentleman, the gentleman, the Guy Ritchie film. Should it's we bet on that? that? You want to uh, bet on that, or since we're gonna be watching that, possibly not the last full measure. Of Cats animated feature called Cats. What the crap? Gross. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jordan, I'm gonna have because I haven't watched or I watched like part of this. I need to. Or I think I need to watch like the last half an hour to 40 minutes that I kind of fell asleep for. But Honeyland, that documentary that's on Hulu, really good. So is that my assigned movie? Yeah, just let's do that. So you want me to watch a movie about bees? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right. Well, it is playing at the uh, Academy Theater, so maybe I'll go see it up there. Are they playing Honeyland? Yeah. Okay, cool. At least they were this last week. Sweet. Hey, maybe I'll go see it for this. Who knows? So then what are we betting on then? Uh, if you don't want to bet on The Gentleman, there's Color Out of Space, The Turning, The Last Full Measure, The Queen's Corgi. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, All these, I have no clue what they are. So uh, The Turning's the uh, that horror movie with the guy from The Stranger Things. Which guy from Stranger Things? Finn Wolfhard or whatever. Oh, is that the one that? Yeah, I just saw preview from for the that, same people like, that did the what is it? The Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, I just saw preview for that like two weeks ago. I'm like, this comes out in two weeks, and I'm just now hearing about it. Uh we could bet on that. You sure. Bet on that. Let's bet on the turning. Okay. So it looks decent enough. By the way, last week on Corolla's Rotten Tomato game, I killed it. Well, you should probably bring those skills over here. <laughs> okay. So, this is a horror movie. They usually don't score critically well, but, you know, usually level off if it's decent. So, I just put solid 70% because it looks good. It looks... Right. The trailer looked all right. Um, don't know really know much about it. I don't know if it's got hype. I just said straight down the middle, 50 Turning Ron Tomatoes. Okay, so the turning 2020 Ron Tomatoes. We've got no score this week. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Sweet. All right. Well, cool. Well, let's wrap up here and uh, get out. Well, uh, once again, I want to thank Chops here, our guest, for coming on in. Yeah, thank thanks you guys for, again for having me. Thanks for that's talking some bad boys. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's nice to have somebody that knows the franchise. Yeah. Neither one of us are, especially this guy. <laughs> Not too yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I was I just mean, a it, baby. It makes sense why you haven't seen them, but I, uh, again, I didn't realize Transform, that you Transformers them, so. is his Bay's generation, or his generation's Bay films. I definitely haven't seen all of those. <laughs> Ours was Bad Boys and Armageddon. Oh, so it looks like the Furious 9 comes out May 22nd. Okay. All right, cool. So, Hopefully right. it's better than Hobbs and Shaw. 
Yeah, I heard. Uh, I I listened to your podcast and I heard that uh, you you didn't didn't so much care for that one. No, and that was surprising because I <laughs> he I walked enjoy, out of that one. I he enjoy so the Fury, the Fast and Furious franchise now, but that I was just like, apparently there's something in the water that day. I'm like, all right, this, that's enough. <laughs> did you see it? No, I never yeah, did okay. see it. Oh, it we just, won't talk about anything then. I I want to. I will see it, but I was. Hopefully you'll like it better. Like, I don't know. For someone who like, I'm like, yeah, I'm into the Fast and Fierce. Like, I'm not like a huge fan of it, but I'm like, I can appreciate the turn your brain off and let's just watch stupid action Mm -hmm. now. And I'm like, cool, cool. But watching this, I'm like, hmm. Mm -mm. (laughs) It's just stupid Mm. all around. (laughs) They just like every like 15 minutes, they just stare at each other and throw insults. That was my number 10 for worst movies of the year. It wasn't the bad. It didn't make me that angry. My top 10 or top five ones are just what made me so angry it's the only movie that i walked out of this year because i'm like all right that's, that's enough <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty uh that's saying something yeah, yeah. fuck so, this last year it was aquaman <laughs> Sip, you couldn't so walk out because you're with me <laughs> i know i couldn't walk out but i'm like at this this timestamp is when i would have walked out <laughs> just, that's funny. all right well yeah daniel where can they find us you can find us online on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought about Bad Boys for Life. You think they should have saved the name for the fourth one now that they're making it? Let us know. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks, everybody, for the downloads. Share the podcast with friends. It helps the show grow. And we'll talk to you next week on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? You chuck it on that one, you chuck it on this one, you chuck it on your mother and you chuck it on your father, you chuck it on your brother and you chuck it on your sister, you chuck it on that one and you